0: Welcome back to the Todd Duncan podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate. Todd's goal is to transform your
1: business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever.
0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coaching Live. I'm Hope Foreman. I'm the divisional president for Todd Duncan Coaching, and I have with me one of our certified master level coaches. I have Dan Munford with me this morning. So, good morning, Dan.
1: Hi, Hope. How's it going?
0: Good. How are you today?
1: Very good. Excited to be here.
0: Excited to be here. I know. Me too. So, um, you know, we're obviously we bring Coaching Live. Every single Wednesday morning to our community, so that we can maybe create, maybe a little impact, inspiration, maybe something you can implement into your business to grow your business, maybe get a few, maybe get a few more new loan apps this weekend. Maybe more importantly, create some new relationships that last forever. Um, so today, Dan and I are going to be talking about leadership in the manufacturing process. And before we get started, I thought it would be a great idea for those of you that don't already know Dan Munford, maybe for dan to tell us a little bit about yourself
1: well i'm uh i'm now going on my, this is my 29th year in the wonderful mortgage business and i'm really enjoying that and uh and i i have been tasked with the opportunity to bring loan depot to utah and that's been really fun and exciting for me and and then obviously i i enjoy coaching and uh i love i love all my coaching members and i i think it's really really fun to um, Share ideas and uh, and learn from one another. It's been really really fun. I love I love coaching. So
0: (laughs) that's great. You know, and and the thing is, is I think Dan, you almost have to love it, right? Oh yeah. Because you really have to show up every single time. And the fact that you show up in the way that you do, and you do every single time, it's just, it's inspiring. And so well, thank, you. thank you for that work. And I know that you love it, and I can tell that you love it. You know, I was thinking about you when I was driving in this morning, and I was thinking about, um, you know, the first time you hit your billion. And, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, you know, I, I thought to myself, you know, Dan did that, not in 2020. When no, did you hit your
1: first billion? No. Oh, uh, I think it was 2019.
0: 2019.
1: It was, yeah. And, uh, it was, and it was, uh, with, uh, 50 L's and phenomenal people. And yeah. uh, and it was wonderful, wonderful uh, to hit those milestones. It was really, really fun. And now I get to start over with Home Depot and bring them to, the, nice. to the state that's and hard. and so rebuild it- this. Uh, this that um, that same number is in my head, by the way.
0: Okay, okay. Do you have a date?
1: <laughs> uh, I do, but it's not until actually uh, 2027, and okay. and that's okay. But um, but I really am uh, excited to just do this right with the right people. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of my goal this time around is to, Mm -hmm. to bring, um, a phenomenal company into a state where I can bring the right people and enjoy those people around me and have, I kind of want to get back to, um, my first branch. So my first branch, I actually was at a, a birthday party for one of the guys in my first branches and a bunch of the people that were in our first branch were there. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, a really wonderful conversation about how much fun we had as a branch. And I want that to be the premise of, of what I do in the next few years is bring back that fun, um, um, just messing with people, type have a good time office, and just just high quality people, and so that's going to be fun. I'm I'm headed that direction. <laughs>
0: oh, that's fantastic. I love that, and that's I think that's a great profile of you know we're always talking to our master level coaching members around you know how you know what their team you know needs to look like or what they want their team to look like, and I think that that's an element that we should also be incorporating into that profiling, wouldn't you say?
1: It's the it's the conversation we had on um, our our coaches corner call uh-huh. the other day, and that's who not who not, or yeah, who not how I think is what it is. Who not how?
0: <laughs> yeah, who not how. exactly? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's so it's so very very true, and I think that that's important, and I think that all it does is just strengthen the team and create a culture that is literally bulletproof. I would imagine.
1: Absolutely, and stress free. And that's yes. that's one of the things we we teach it in coaching is is how to get rid of that stress, right? And so yes. if we can if we can build that from the beginning, it's really really exciting. So
0: absolutely, I'm excited
1: for the future.
0: So I'd be interested. I would be interested in your interviewing conversations as to how you vet that out.
1: Um, I ask the question, uh, "What's important about being successful to you?" Right. That's what I do in an interview. Okay. Every time. And it and you it. You. And I, it, it, it's interesting because I did it uh, with an insurance agent about uh, a month ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, we were in my office for about 30 or 40 minutes and we had a really great conversation. And then when he got up to leave, he said, I don't meet people like you very often. Thank you so much for allowing me to come in and meet with you. And uh, and I was blown away. I was like, well, it was not me. It's just my questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it is kind of you. So. Yeah. I've been doing it for years and years,
1: so yeah, that's 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 how I started an interview. Uh, regardless of what they think of that question, it tells me a lot about the person. Yeah,
0: yeah. it does. It is. It's very, very telling, and if you can get comfortable with asking that question, I think that you learn so much more than you would from a resume.
1: Oh, I agree, 100%. Yeah. I think a resume is just a piece of paper. So
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, gives, it gives you some information, but it just gives you the bones. It doesn't give yeah. you the juice. <laughs>
1: right. That's for sure. <laughs> right.
0: Okay, so today we're gonna to be unpacking leadership and men and the manufacturing process. Dan, could you unpack that a little bit as to what, where we're going with this conversation?
1: Well, I wanna take into consideration one, uh, one thing uh, as we talk about this particular topic, and that's uh, the first principle of Todd's new ebook, and that is everything can be improved. So if we go into this thinking that everything can be improved, As leaders in this industry, what are we finding to improve? Mm -hmm. And so um, as you look at your process from start to finish, whether it be the actual mortgage process or your marketing process or what you're doing as a leader for your loan officers, um, there's so many aspects of this. Are you finding the things that need to be improved? Mm -hmm. And as, as as you hunt down those bottlenecks, you know, this is how I do it. It's an interesting concept of how I find a bottleneck. But if I get one complaint about something, then I don't consider it a bottleneck. But if I get two from a different person, I need to look more into that. Right. So then I consider it a small or a, or a need, right. a need to, to work on basis. And then I dive into that sector and see how we can improve it.
0: So, Dan, you know, some of the conversations I've been having with some of our master members is um, they're noticing a bottleneck that's kind of happening in their operation systems, um, you know, and now and and um, and they're having to get back involved. In other words, we've kind of created these operations, you know, LOA support systems processors and fulfillment team you know we've gotten it it working like a well-oiled machine and just recently over the last month or two i've been having conversations around things are going south things are going awry Uh, Uh
1: uh-oh i think i lost her Well, i'll try and keep going uh based on what she was saying there i hope uh hope she comes back on real quick but um as we as we think about the things that are happening right now in the industry and we get busier and busier or or if we get even a little less busy then um what are the things that are happening that are affecting that bottleneck or that 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 cog in the process and typically um, with what's going on with COVID and everybody working at home, then we've run into um, we've run into different mindsets. People's mindsets are changing, mm-hmm. and so we need to, We need to go back to the conversation with our people. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I expect from you, and what do you expect from me? Right. And so as we go back to these conversations with each individual person, um, are we doing it at a high level? And that's where connection comes in. So when as we talk about leadership, and as we talk about these bottlenecks that happen, I'm glad you're back. Hope. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Weird. Thank you. I know we're <laughs> <And I'm> sorry.
1: <laughs> then, we, then we literally have to um, we have to look at the people that we're working with on our teams and in our organizations as um, family. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so, what I mean by that isn't necessarily. Um, a deep dive into their life, by any means, but it is a deep dive into maybe their hopes and their dreams, mm-hmm. and maybe into what they want or why they want to be successful. And mm-hmm. so, if we know if we know where we're going, mm-hmm. we can help each other get there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Dan, that's a key, right? You know, so I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit, <laughs> please. Okay, so um, you know, so yes, I mean, I, I completely and totally agree that we definitely want to know and understand our our you know our support staff or the people that we work with. We want to know their hopes and dreams. I know it's one of Todd's you know Todd's core values and the way we run this organization. When we run this company, uh, but in in the busyness of the day. And in the as a leader, you know, wanting and needing to get certain certain things done to achieve certain things to to um, to get into the business of things, we we sometimes don't always have the time to take a step back, and 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 maybe the perception of when you're asking someone about their hopes and dreams that it becomes that it becomes the priority, and maybe. Uh, 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 maybe a vehicle for not showing up in the high end, highest, and best ways. I mean, they, there seems to be there seems to be a little bit of tension there when that when that occurs. So, how is it that you set it up in the right in the in the right perspective, and that it's approached in the right perspective, and everybody shows up in the highest and best value way?
1: And that's expectations. Bottom line, I mean, if if okay. if first of all, if expectations aren't there. Then, then the connection will never get there. Okay. So, so I, I when I when I introduce a new processor to a new loan officer, mm-hmm. I say to both of them, "You guys need to sit down and have a conversation of what you expect from each 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 other." And as they do that, they get to know each other a little bit. But at the same time, uh, what usually happens actually, and this is frustrating, but mm-hmm. usually one of them isn't honest. And mm-hmm. what they expect from the other person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so down the road we have to do it again. But great I think that's a great thing. Having to have more than one expectation conversation is okay, because you really, really need to to uh, make sure you're diving into that. And then mm-hmm. obviously, obviously there there's uh, there's patience. You know, you have to be patient with your people, but at the same time, until you can't be. So, so, you know, as a, as a, as a guy that I really truly believe in um, love as a, as a way of leading and, mm-hmm. uh, and value as a way of leading uh-huh. and uh, empathy as a way of leading, but there comes a time when you have to sometimes, you know, put your foot down. And so yeah. there's a fine line yes. between um, um, leadership and absolutely being taken advantage of. Right. And so you have to know where that line is for you, and you have to be able to be, um, how should I put it, um, direct. You know, it's okay to be direct. <laughs> I think she locked up again. <laughs> but I think being direct is very, very important, but at the same time, leading with uh, your heart and love and caring of the people around you is very important as well. If we can, if we can um, know our people well enough to know what their, there she is.
0: (laughs) It's it's an ongoing issue here. I'm going to start broadcasting from home, (laughs) (laughs) the internet is better better there. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I think you hit it on the head, though, um, Dan, in that. And that is that, you know, is that you have to marry that empathy, that compassion, that um, interest and engagement in people's success and their hopes and dreams and marry that with expectations. Absolutely. Right.
1: Absolutely. And don't be afraid to talk about them. I mean, hard conversations are hard until they're over. So I like to look at it like if, if I need to have a difficult conversation with somebody, then I'm going to have it as fast as I possibly can
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and o- mm-hmm. as honestly as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, key to, the, the key to good leadership is love and honesty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: yeah, I think I think I think you're absolutely right. So um, on that note, um, you ha- you, one of your notes said to me, um, love what you do and those you lead. So talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Well, it's interesting because if you don't, if you are a leader in the mortgage industry and you don't love your job, mm-hmm. there's room for someone else. Yeah, you know, you just go do something else. There's yeah. no room for for uh, um, leaders that uh, are in it for the money or leaders that are in it for for um, the power. There's right. just no space for that in our industry. I think sure. uh, I think leading from the heart is is key and making sure that we are um, loving what we do. If we don't get up in the morning and our feet hit the floor and we're excited to go to work, then what are we doing? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I, I have been now, I mean, 29 years in this business, um, been in leadership in this business, most of my career, Mm -hmm. and I love coming to work every day and I love solving problems and I love helping those around me. And so if, if you love what you do, then everybody around you will feel it. Uh, What does Todd say? Uh, People don't leave companies, they leave leaders.
0: Yes. And so it's
1: very important that we lead with compassion and love. And and uh, and we don't think of ourselves or the money or any of those things in in place of uh, empathy. You know.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And and, you know, I mean, I was thinking about something that with regard to leading leading with that, you know, and giving, you know, maybe having some compassion and, you know, obviously, definitely kind of putting yourself in that person's shoes. And then you know, and I think that the reason why you do that is not not to um, not to minimize what needs to get get accomplished, but if you put yourself in that person's shoes, maybe that person doesn't know how to get that task done, or doesn't know how to find that guideline, or doesn't know how to you know, and and so that you can actually help them. Um, you can actually help it by showing them how. So one of the one of your topics is add value to your team every day. How do you do that, Dan? And how do you coach our coaching members to do that?
1: Well, I have I have interesting practices that I do every day. Um, I have write down who I thank every single day. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think thanking those around you is very very important. And who did you thank today? Mm-hmm. And so um, and then and then on top of that. Um, being able to be a lifetime learner, I've been still fortunate to learn as much as I've learned, especially over the last four or five years mm-hmm. um, because of my, pra- my discipline practices. But mm-hmm. what I do there is I add value to my team by passing some of that information along. Whether it be, uh, this was a really cool podcast, uh, these are the podcasts you should be listening to, or this was a really cool um, a book, or this was a really great YouTube video. I like to give value back by passing along positive information. You know?
0: Yeah. That, and that's fantastic. You know, I mean, it, it, it takes all of what?
1: Two seconds. Yeah. Two
0: seconds of your time, right? Yeah. To, because I think you probably have your people in mind. Yeah. Like all the time. Um, I know that for me when I'm coaching um, and I know who I'm going to be coaching that day, I'm thinking to myself, how can I bring value to this person? How can I help this person? How can I, how can I, um, you know, engage in a conversation that maybe they weren't, you know, they didn't know was an issue and now they realize that it is an issue. And I hear it. And I think as we do that through listening a lot. Um, So connecting at a high level with your team and how.
1: Connecting at a high level with your team and how is, is basically making sure you are not just having conversations with your team about work, you know, make sure you're engaging um, here and there outside the office. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to have, I like to have an annual um, uh, event with my team Mm -hmm. and that's really fun. Uh, Last year we went up to one of our, uh, one of our loan officers cabins and enjoyed the evening and had dinner. And uh, we're outside, and we were safe, and it was it was really really nice. And this year we'll probably do the same thing. And so, getting the chance to spend uh, quality time with your people that isn't in the office is really really important, I think. But at the same time, it's really important that when you are in the office and you are trying to figure out um, the best way to connect with people, that you that you do it through that question, and that is what's important to about being successful to you so first of all i do it when i i do it when i hire and then i do it again later on and and so i utilize that practice a lot and it has become this thing for me and i had i had somebody say to me you already did that to me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess I probably did, but maybe we should do it again.
0: (laughs) Maybe we should do it again if we're having this conversation again. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, Trevor Hammond is one of our master level coaches as well. And one of the things that Trevor does with his team, which I think is genius, is that, Every he has an advisory board. So it's an advisory board of his top producers or, you know, and and, you know, he he basically incorporates them into their decision making. So when a new concept is coming on board or when there is a bottleneck for issue um, that's happening, he kind of brings together. Um, his, you know, his advisory board, and really listens to what it is that they're saying, what it is, what what value they bring, their ideas that they bring, and he kind of takes it all in and starts to make decisions from from that point of view. It and is, I love is, that idea.
1: It is key to include your people in your decisions. Yes, it is key. When I when I was running the large uh, region, and uh, we, ha- I had fifty loan officers. I would have a luncheon once a month with my top 15 uh huh, and in that luncheon, we would do that same exact thing.
0: Mm-hmm. What do
1: you see that's going on? Where do we need to improve and what can I do to help? And what are your ideas to help us improve? And mm-hmm. we, would, we would have lunch and, and enjoy each other's time and uh, pass around ideas and, and try and add value to the company not just an individual team or an individual Mm -hmm. as a whole. And that was phenomenal. It was really phenomenal. We grew a lot through that practice.
0: Yeah, and that's a great practice, you know, and and something if you're not already incorporating that into your leadership and into the way that you're running your operation, that's something that, you know, that's one thing I think you should bring into the fold. I think it's so critical and so impactful. Um, You know, we never want to lead from in a vacuum. You know, we, we never. never want to lead in a vacuum, and, and you know, I know and understand that you have as a as a leader and as a manager, whether it be a branch or a region or area, you know, you have a lot of a lot of plates in the air, and and we know and understand that it's probably the hardest job on the planet, which is being a, an originating manager, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, I, um, like, so, I like to
1: say it's not it's yeah. not it's not if you get there, because you'll probably get there if you're a goal in, oriented person. Sure. It's how you get there.
0: Yeah. And how, how, and how, get there.
1: And how to get there is it's through positive enforcement and the right people, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. No, I absolutely agree. And I think that you just you keep circling back to the importance, Dan, of hiring the right people. And I and I and I want to accentuate that because that is first and foremost, the most important thing. I agree. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, okay, so we're coming up on the end of our time, but I do want to talk a little bit about um, you know, we on coaches' corner last uh, last week. You know, so just for those of you who don't know, is that every two weeks, we um, the coaches come together and we have a Coach's corner call and is basically coach the coaches and is where all of the coaches get a chance to share ideas and thoughts. And Todd will come on and you know share ideas and thoughts. And one of the things that Todd talked to us about was his concept of the cash flow. Um, And talking about the fact of really kind of becoming more consumer centric in in the years to come and to create implementing a system and a process where you are getting better at truly leveraging and mining your database as a referral source. Um, not just because I know that everybody has probably going to say, "Hope I what do I need to call my database for?" I've refinanced everybody in my database at least twice in the last last twelve months. Talk to me a little bit about that, Dan. Uh, the,
1: the, the database is the most ignored pile of money in yes. an originator's career, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and as we as we talk about the database, this is this is an interesting conversation because that I. I I was talking to another loan officer the other day and I said, we are in an industry where we can pick up the phone. In 10 minutes and make five grand.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And and what other industry allows for that? There's very oh. few. And and so and how do we do it? We call our database. We take mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. We call our database. Mm-hmm. We find a transaction or we mine our database through um, automated uh, marketing and um, and high quality value and, or, um, outside systems that add value to your clients. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I love, love, love to have automated systems that bring high value. And that seems to work for me on my database. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm currently a producing branch manager and, uh, and I started producing again at the beginning of this year. And, um, and it's really funny because all I do is answer the emails where people are requesting information about the high quality value um, stuff that we send out to them. That's sure. it. Yeah. And, and, and I end up getting through a lot of my database every single year, uh-huh. you know? But what if you did it on purpose? And the value of that is massive. <laughs> yes. It's massive. Yes. So, uh, I mean, we're literally leaving a million, two million, three million dollars a year on the table if we're not mining our database. So bottom line is pick up the phone, make some money. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. It's so true. And, you know, it's just and again, to your point with regard to asking the right questions, it's it's not only, you know, how can I help you? But who do you know that I can help?
1: Um, yep. know how, how,
0: you, know, who, you know, asking more questions to vet out that client, you know, do they you know, what is their role? What is their business? What is their sphere of influence yep. um, and and asking for referrals? And and I think that we kind of got away from that last year, understandably so. Yeah. Understandably so, right? That we just you was know, so. like, I don't want any more business. <laughs> I, it's all I, that I can handle right now. But um, getting back into that mode of asking for referrals, and that's a way that you mine your databases, asking for referrals. And you'd be surprised if you're, you know, on purpose, intentional, and, and you know, um, and actually tactical about that process, you will obviously increase your production.
1: Well, and real quick, if we really want to um, keep our clients for life, Todd always says we have to talk to our clients throughout their life, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so if we're not if we're not intentionally time blocking uh, databasing, then mm-hmm. we're not we're not giving our clients the value that we promised them when they came in and met with us the first time. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. most of us will sit down and and make promises when people come in and sit down with us. And as we make those promises to be their wealth advisor for life, Mm -hmm. then we have to be part of their life. So very, very important that we keep ourselves honest in that from that first meeting all the way through the entire process, including the rest of their life as clients, you know? Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Dan. Um, okay, we're coming up on the end of our call, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball, Mr. Dan. <laughs> okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So, um, my question is, if you if you would finish this sentence, the key when it comes to leadership, the key to success is love. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: That's what I think. I think uh, a lot of leaders get uh, caught up in the mundane, day-to-day practice of being busy and being frustrated, and 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 just mm-hmm. going through the motions of mm-hmm. um, of handling problem after problem after problem. Sure. But if you have the mindset that you care about the people uh, that you're leading, then uh-huh. you will actually be able to. Um, hold on to them and keep them for a longer period of time. I think, I think the loyalty is created through you actually caring about the loan officer, about the, uh, the, the clients and about their partners.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so you've got to keep in mind that it's not about the money, it's about the people around you. Yeah, and you so know. if you love the people mm-hmm. around you and you really truly do care and have that mindset with them, They'll feel it and they'll never want to go anywhere else. Yeah. You know,
0: and, and, and it is love what you do, love yourself, love who you are, love the people that you work with. It's, you know, is it, it the key to leadership success is love and
1: lead on purpose.
0: Lead know? on purpose. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's really interesting that I'm, um, I'm, um, I do. I do a weekly meeting with Todd every week and every week we kind of go over all things coaching and we go over new programs and new systems and whatever it is that we're doing and marketing campaigns and whatever it is that we're doing, all things, coaching, accounting and, and uh, membership. And, and it's a weekly meeting we do every week. And uh, we did our meeting yesterday. We got it pushed uh, a day and, you know, he left and went and to go and do his things. I left, I went back and started doing my things and I get a text from him at the end of the day saying, I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's awesome. And I went, oh, thanks. <laughs> you know? went, so, just those little things, those little it tiny things that we think that people don't need, yeah. um, you know, just to get that message, you know, it's not that I don't know that he's proud of me. I know that. But to get that text from him at the end of the day it was pretty cool. You know, it's, and it's not about
1: a big trophy. Yeah. It's not about a big trophy at the end of the year that, you know, you had a great year. So here's your trophy. You know what? You had a great yeah. year. So congratulations, man. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. That's such yeah. a big thing to say to someone. I, I know. It. I know.
0: It's Thanks so, groovy. It's so <laughs> groovy. I know. So Dan, I want to thank you so much. I am so proud of you.
1: <laughs> I'm um, proud I'm of so you. proud
0: of your heart and the work that you bring and what you bring, the value that you bring. Um, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you, Dan, Um, You've been coaching with us for three years now, and I appreciate you every single day for what you bring to not only our coaching members, but to our coaching faculty. So I thank you, sir.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a great
0: day. Thank Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.